This is Banging on the Drum. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 18 of Banging on the Drum. And it is still another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin. I had a little bit of dyslexia there. I got that one backwards, but how you doing up there, M-Dog? Doing well. Weather's been holding off for right now, which it, which makes it more of a beautiful day. But today I thought like, oh man, it looks shitty outside, looks shitty outside, looks shitty outside all day. And I'm like, it's going to be freezing when I leave because it was decent when I left in the morning. And then like it was just cloudy and overcast, kind of rainy. Walked out, it was still like 65 degrees, so it was perfect. Nice. Yeah, down here, we got a tropical storm over us. So so areas that got hit by Ian are now getting hit by tropical storm Nicole. And well, I thought fly. it was Rebecca for some reason. I don't know why, though. No, it's the end name. Um, but that is kind of the nice thing, because I think what you saw up there was a cold front kind of pushing through and that's going to help when that moves into the area to kick to kick nicole out and oh good deal we shouldn't stay uh i guess in the rain quite as long because that kind of helps speed things along so that'll be nice but if you can't tell by now i'm a little bit under the weather not too much i don't feel awful I feel like I'm living back in Wisconsin, though. I just have my every, what is it, fall? Yeah, every fall I would get a cold. And it followed me to down here. I think you were sick last week. I got it from you doing this. Yeah, definitely transmitted for sure. Yeah, were you, uh, yeah were you, but uh, yeah, I had something in my throat last week for sure. Yeah, I, I bet know. you did. <laughs> I like it. I like it back that far. You know, I don't like just the tip. Uh, yeah, no my, tips for me. Yeah, make make them gag. What are you drinking over there? Uh, Steel Reserve spiked watermelon. Ooh, yeah, you and your your uh, yeah, fruity drinks, foofy drinks. I can't say much. I'm drinking vodka and lemonade. So vodka was the only thing I had in my freezer. And I didn't think I had anything to mix it with, but Mike told me where there's a will, there's a way. And then I remembered we had lemonade in there. Um, my thing with these, though, I never know how much to mix. So I, I did half vodka, half lemonade. And we're going to see how it goes. I, I don't think it was too much, though. It, I say that, but there was a lot of ice as well. So it was probably a third vodka, a third ice, third lemonade. Yeah. You're a, a more hardcore drinker than me, but that's always kind of been the case, I think. Yeah, you've always been a wuss. For sure, for sure. All right, let's roll into it. What do you got for hot in the street? I see you got a new sponsor for us, too. Yeah, uh, Smith & Wesson is going to be sponsoring us this week, right? So get a nice American company in there, not no Beretta, which I believe is an Italian company, but I'm not. Not positive on that. So uh, Josh Allen got hurt. Uh, it's a UCL sprain or tear or something like that, which is what ML Major League Baseball pitchers get, and then they need Tommy John surgery. 
which is probably like an 18 month sit out if he has an actual tear. Now, I don't know like how long that affects him if you're an NFL quarterback instead of a guy that just throws heaters all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, in his game, I mean, obviously he's got one of the best deep balls in the game, but I feel like it is way more strenuous on a pitcher, obviously, because they're just throwing the ball as hard as they can every time. But well, and they can... throw it 100 times a game, too, where uh, quarterbacks are throwing it maybe 40. Yeah. Maybe, you know. Yeah, I think Matt Ryan broke the record this year, and I want to say it was like in the 60s. So that's okay. like record-breaking 67 uh, pass attempts or some shit like that. Right, and so he's never going to hit 100. He's not going to be practicing to hit 100, right? So his elbow is not going to take the wear and tear that a major league baseball pitchers would, or even yeah. like a like a position player. Yeah, I don't think he would get that surgery until the off season if if he gets it at all. I mean, I bet you they would just try to find a way around it. But I guess though, I mean, I just don't think in this season because he can just do so much more than just throw the ball. That but I you think have to throw the ball. That's true. I mean, it. He they lost to the Jets, and who would have saw that shit coming? And that has to be why they lost to the Jets. Well, so it happened on the second to last play of the game, from what I understand. So okay, maybe not. And then I he threw like, a, and then he threw like a bomb. Now this is just what I heard, and then he threw a bomb on the last play, like or whatever. So that probably doesn't help that you heard it. And then you try to throw as hard as you can. That was real smart on his part. Yeah. But to be fair, he's like 20, well, he's 25, like 26, whatever it is. He's probably not that intelligent to begin with. Mm. Don't always make the best decisions. Who knows? Who knows? Well, we know young people don't make great decisions all the time. We know this. Yeah, but I think there's some people that had their – you you always made good decisions. What are you talking about? You were always That's, like so I didn't make any decisions that would get me like in like real sketchy shape, but I got I've made bad decisions for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What else you got? Let's get off Josh Allen. All right. So the Bill sign uh quarterback Joe Thigpen to the practice squad. Nice. They, did, good. they definitely did not. That guy's probably been out of the league for <laughs> 20 years not not 20 but he's probably been out of the league for 10 years minimum um so pat's just trying to mess with me i'm pretty sure and then uh the packers did take off of waivers um the raiders safety jonathan abram so now they have both safeties that were taken in the first round in whatever draft savage was taken and uh they are ready to start dominating on the defensive side of the football, which in my mind, they are already doing like I have, I shouldn't say I have no issues with what they're doing defensively, but you're holding teams to minimal amount of points. Um, You're giving up the majority of your points late in games and your offense needs to be better. If your offense was better, your defense would be better. And now, Nope. I don't think like, it, that goes the other way that if your defense is better then your offense is better 
I don't think that's accurate. I think the offense helps the defense in so many ways. Like if they can get teams into um, like one dimensional, like throwing or running, then the defense gets way better. But when everything is whatever the offense wants to do and whatever they want to call, the defense just gets worse. I think Jonathan Abraham will help. I don't think that he's a huge problem solver. I do hope that Savage moves down into the nickel spot and like kind of plays from there. Yeah, no, I I think you're right about the uh, your offense definitely makes your defense a lot better. But I do think your defense can make your offense a little bit better. But we we won't get into it too much. But just shortening the field and things oh, things yeah. of that nature like right. creating turnover. turnovers and yeah. that's the stuff we don't do yeah yeah right that's what our defense doesn't do doesn't like get three and outs and doesn't create turnovers they are a bend don't break defense they've been good at the bend but don't break yeah all right i'll roll into mine here so we didn't even mention it last show but the astros won the world series so i was right about something this year write that down uh, might not have been the best better, but pick those suckers uh, before the playoffs started. So that was yeah, my one you, victory. If you had been rolling with Pat, you would have made some money on the baseball. But because of his atrocious NFL record, I understand why you didn't. Yeah, no. And who wanted to see the Astros actually win that? I just looked at quality starts, and that was that was my deciding factor. And that kind of was. Like, it was all Astros pitching in that world series uh next one i have is so oakland is in trouble here so it looks like waller and renfro for oakland are both going on the ir i didn't look into it enough to know if they're going on like the six-week ir but i mean even if they go on like the six-week ir or whatever that thing is now they're basically done till the end of the season so Oakland looks like they're going to be punting on this season. All right. Um, does that mean that if I'm a DFS player, like a daily fantasy player, that I should be rolling with Devontae, like for sure? Probably. I mean, I think if you weren't already, I I don't know. I'm not a huge fantasy guy, but I would assume that it would bring Devontae Adams um, – stats up but i mean there's some bad things about it because now people can double him don't have to worry yeah. about renfro or waller but like the whole reason why i thought the raiders offense was going to be explosive this year and they weren't even when they had these guys was because i thought they had a top three tight end a top three wide receiver and then maybe a top 10 wide receiver in renfro yeah and or 20 which is pretty good considering he's the second guy in your team, right? Yeah, and like what Renfro did last year, you know, he definitely was, I guess I can't say definitely was, but I'm sure if you look at the numbers, he was the top 10 guy in receiving yards. And yeah, just just the guy that the Raiders looked to on every third down. He was captain clutch for them last year. But whatever, I think Oakland is done, done, done. And not that I didn't before this happened, but now after this is going to happen, I just can't see, can't see uh, 
can't really see too much uh, bright spots for Oakland down the road. So it looks like uh, Devontae Adams should have just stayed in Green Bay and we wouldn't, we wouldn't be having such a terrible season. And he wouldn't be having such a terrible life over there in Las Vegas. Yeah, I would agree with that. But, like, you got to look at the positive side. They got the Colts coming up this week. Yeah. So, I mean, there is a game they can win. And I want to say, like, the line is, like, egregious in that game. Like, uh, they're still favored by, like, five or something. But I guess we'll get to that later. And then my last hot in the street here is I'm still confused about this Jeff Saturday thing. Uh, him just getting the coaching job because we got it when it was like pretty fresh. So I didn't get to hear like too much uh, discussion about it before like we got to talking about it. But I was like, there must have been some connection that I didn't know about. Like that, that was just like how my brain was working. But like the more and more stuff I hear about this is just like how this is probably like the craziest interim hiring of all time. And so I, I've actually been listening to McAfee's Monday podcast today, right? So on the way to and from work, I listened to the Tuesday podcast, which he mentions it a little bit, but the Monday podcast as well. And I think that they have a good take on it and that they're hiring Saturday because Saturday will not except like a like a low-end coaching position, and Ursay loves him, right? So Ursay wants him to be a coach of some sort with the, with the Colts, but he's not going to accept like anything lower than a coordinator, right? And yeah. so you can't really hire him as that in the middle of the season. And if you're going to fire your coach and your offensive coordinator, you might as well bring in somebody that is – not from the system at all because the players don't respect anybody else that's there, right? So your wide receiver position group might respect their coach or whatever. You know who your wide receiver coach is? No idea. Reggie Wayne. I would, are you sure? Like you're a hundred. I mean, I know, I know Reggie Wayne's on the staff. I guess I don't know if he – I would assume that he's the receiver's coach, but I, I know – I think Edgar Bennett was like our receiver's coach for a while yeah. in Green Bay. Yeah, he was. But I think that like most of the time they make these guys work up from the bottom, right? I would be stunned if Reggie Wayne is on the sit, on the staff and that he doesn't get offered that job before Saturday. Right? No, like, you know – no, it's 100% right. a fact that Reggie Wayne is on this coaching staff. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty surprised at that, right? That, like, you don't just go to Reggie Wayne then, but, like, because they're the – I shouldn't say they're the same dude. Maybe Saturday and Ursay have, like, this relationship where he's impressed Ursay a few times with his, like, football knowledge. I mean, he was a coach at like a Georgia high school. Two yeah, years who ago gives a something. who gives a fuck? I coached third grade flag football too. Could have hired me. What the fuck? Yeah, um, if they only knew. If they only if they knew. only knew. If they only knew. Um, but like for me, I think that bringing in somebody from the outside is an interesting move. Now, I probably would have like called like Sean Payton or like a. 
Ah, shit. Who's the... He was at the Colts, and then he went to the Bucks. Head coach. Dungy? Yeah, call up Dungy. Be like, hey, we need you back. Eight games. Just come in. You know, run the show for us. Like, we don't need you to do much. Win us half the games that are left. Yeah. Like, I can't guarantee guys are going to do that, but they might. Yeah, no, it's it's just an interesting call. And like some of the stuff I've been listening to is starting to seep into my brain, like that they want like Peyton Manning um part of the uh organization in like a good way to bring Peyton Manning is to bring Jeff Saturday in, which is kind of Peyton Manning's right hand man. And yeah. I, yeah. I don't know if it's just like bait for Peyton Manning, like, hey, we're going to get your guys if you come here to be our GM oh, or whatever. Thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. But, yeah, definitely, definitely super interesting. But Very then, interesting, and it doesn't make sense. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You're absolutely that, right about that. No, and like I said, I was very confused when we when we talked about it just a little bit we did last podcast, but I, I was glad to see like the rest of the world was just as confused as I was. And then my last hot in the street here is there was an election. So, Mike, did you get out and vote? I did. I did. Good, good work, Mike. I'm proud of you. Um, do you got you want to hear the numbers on these? Uh, on what happened in this vote? Not even a little bit. Do not give two fucks. <laughs> no, I, I'm not big on it. The only thing I think I cheer for in an election is someone to win other than a Republican or a Democrat. And I don't know <laughs> if that day is ever going to come. Um, yeah, we get a couple independents. There's not very many, though. Yeah. like There's like two in the entire uh, Congress, right? Not uh, or the House, right? Not the Senate, but the there's probably like two in the entire House, which is like 500 plus people. See, I don't even think there is right now. because So I am looking at the numbers a little bit. And I know like some states didn't vote. I guess I didn't know that until like very recently. But it says, so in the House, so how many seats do you think there are in the House, Mike? 534. Do you know that for a fact? No, but I I feel like I've heard that number and it sounds good to me in my brain right now. Uh, I think it's 435. So 399 of 435 seats up for election. Um, So the Republicans gained six. The Democrats lost seven. Then it says other parties zero and zero. So I think you were right. Like, I think recently there was like an independent or two in there, but, but no. Um, well, and then there's a couple like Democrats in name only and uh, Republicans in name only, right. That essentially vote Democrat all the time when they're in, but if they run as a Democrat in their state, they would lose type shit. Yeah. I think West I, Virginia's got a couple of those. And I think, uh, I think that's like a local political thing as well. Like I think like in small government, like, so say if you're running for mayor in Wilton, you're probably going to have to run as a Republican. I would hope hope that fucking, I don't have to run as anything in Wilton. 
right? That I can just run. And then they were like, do you line with the national party on this? Like, fuck off. Like, it doesn't matter. This is like a tiny ass town. That too gave me a good idea. I think you should try to become the mayor of Wilton while we're doing this podcast. I think that would be <laughs> like a very interesting storyline that we could do. And I think you could do it. I think you could get the mayor of Wilton. I don't know. So like it's it's sad to me, like how many people in Wilton that I grew up around don't really recognize me anymore. And I shouldn't say like people my age, but like adults that should know who I am don't. Like people that are in their 60s and 70s now that were like store owners that I was in like probably like three times a week my entire childhood. They don't we can, we can change that Mike. <laughs> I well you're I not wanna, wrong. I want to change I want to change our bet now. So I'll do the so if I lose the the bing bong challenge on the year. I'm I'm gonna run the 10k and do the shoey and all the shit. But if yep. you lose, you're running for mayor of Wilton. Fair enough. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna start trying so hard to win this thing now. Yeah. So actually, um, so I voted, and the only thing that I did that wasn't like on the ballot where I didn't just fill in a circle is I threw up my boy uh, likely for sheriff. He ran a couple of years ago, so he wouldn't like even be pissed if he got it. But uh, I just wrote him in as a candidate that he wasn't on the ballot or nothing. Nice. But nice. And he listens. He stopped me in the road one day and he was telling me like that I have some <laughs> opinion wrong. So Yeah, we, we got a lot of stuff wrong this year. But, but yeah. It was the mayo versus salad dressing debate, and I am – hundred percent not wrong. And I rem- way better than mayo. Wasn't a miracle whip verse? Yeah, mayo? but that's just salad dressing, right? So that's like a uh like whipped dressing, I think is what it called. It's called. You would know that shit. I have no I was looking at it today when I was doing my uh online Walmart order or whatever <laughs> I was trying to find some of them running out because I bought the wrong shit that time. All right. Well, this will lead right into my spicy meatball. So we're transitioning. So my spicy meatball is that voting. Oh, yeah. Brought to you by Tabasco. Uh, If you go to a bland restaurant that uh, doesn't make their hash browns good and doesn't make their eggs good, throw some Tabasco. They put that shit on everything. Um, But anyways, my spicy meatball is I think would be fairly spicy to the general public, but I think voting should be like they have blind resumes in college basketball and college football and quarterbacks or whatever. And you have to figure out who this person is. I I mean, that's not the point behind it, but I don't think you should be voting for a person or a party. You should be voting for, I don't know what all they would have on there is their stats but I know politicians keep stats like somehow in their policies, but they just don't put a name on it. And then also, though, I think to do this, it would be tough to do like on a national level because you got to like go out and give speeches. So our politics would turn into the show like The Masked Singer. And I think that's how you would do it. 
is everyone had a character. So it'd be like a dog versus a cat, but like the cats would be debating the dogs and that would just be sweet. So I, I'm going to argue on that because like, I would imagine that in America we have more dog people than cat people. I'd vote for the dog probably. Yeah. I mean, because the, it's the dog, it doesn't matter what he fucking says. We're morons, right? As a mass public, I think we're morons. But I think you could just do like different versions of the same cat. Right? You're all minions, right? Or whatever. And you have like, you can dress up as a different type of minion. No, because I think what you pick kind of speaks to your personality. So I think that would be part of the strategy is is what you would pick. And like if the person picks a dog and they're just like a dog and they're kind of like stupid and they like chase the ball, like not that dogs are like stupid, but some dogs are stupid. Yeah. But like they have like, you know, I'm a loyal person. I I think I listen well. Like if that's who you want in that certain spot, don't get me wrong. It wouldn't just be all like these, this dog would get to go out there and show that it's like a golden retriever or versus something else, right? Like a pincher. Yeah. 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 But okay. I got you. But basically, so I came up, I text Mike this cause I didn't want to forget it because I, I was just thinking about it in my head when I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to vote this year. Cause I never give a shit about like what the turnout is. I don't even have a guilt in that. Like if I went in to vote, like, I feel like I would be doing people more of a disservice than if I did go in to vote because I don't know anything. Like I vote on like, I remember I voted for a guy just because his name was Patrick. And, and when I was back in Wisconsin, I voted for Tammy Baldwin because the smear campaign was like the campaign where she kept saying like, you're damn right. I did. You're damn right. I did. And they would keep playing that on the radio, like to make her sound like a bad person. Now I wanted to vote for her just so I could say, you're damn right. I did. And that's why I voted for Tammy Baldwin. So like, I think that you are <laughs> the average voter, Pat. Like, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm kind of in the same boat. But I'm not like those specific examples. But I remember when I was at Oshkosh, like we had one guy that would just be out there like, vote for me. I'm like, I know who that fucking guy is. I'm going to vote for him. I don't give a fuck who this. I've never heard of this other person. Right. And I'm voting for people in Oshkosh that I don't. I've been on campus for like a week and a half. Right. It's actually two months, right? So I was on campus for two months. And then for a long time, I was, uh, if if you're not willing to put your name on a ballot, I will never vote for you. If you decide, oh, I'm going to try to be a write-in candidate, write me in for this, fuck off. Like, get your shit together or you don't get voted in. I was like that for a long time. Like, I'll vote for whoever's, if there's one person on the ballot, you're going to get my vote just because, like, I'm not interested in people who are too cowardly to put their name on the ballot and then just. How often do you think someone that gets wrote in wins a ballot? So in a small town like Wilton, it happens. (laughs) Right. Uh, And uh, I don't know. Right. When when does the mayor ship or whatever you want to call it come up for Wilton? I don't know. I'm not sure. But let's start looking into it. Because of all the bullshit that happened in town. It's got to be coming up. 
because there's like an interim right now. God, we're getting you. Let's get you on the ballot. You, <laughs> you can say you were the homecoming king, the prom king, the snowball king. And oh, I wasn't the snowball king. Okay, but you like that the was, snowball, that was, though. That was Juan Carlos. Juan Carlos. Okay, so this would be getting Juan Carlos back, that motherfucker that took the snowball, <laughs> snowball king from you. So to be fair, I was not on the ballot for snowball king. They wouldn't let me be on the ballot. They could have wrote you in. It's Wilton. It's a small there's, town. There, there's a real possibility that I had more votes than everyone else, and they didn't let me have it. Oh, yeah, that's brutal. Let's let's get you so that mayor. We'd have to we'd have to ask like my friends from like we'd have to ask like Nick or somebody like that in order to or Omar to know if that's true or not. But like that's the feeling that I got when what was going on. Uh, is man, that a shitload of votes, and they didn't let me have it. I want you to be the mayor of Wilton so bad. But to be fair, I gave up the snowball thing. Like that was fine with me. I was cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You. You want to? I was not pushing it. No, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. My. I. It actually hurts my soul that I didn't chase it. You know. The triple crown, man. You could have got it. No. Did you get either of the crowns more than once, or could you even do that? That was. I don't think. I don't think you can. So like. Yeah. No. I don't know for sure. Homecoming is just a senior athlete or it was at the time, it was only senior athletes could get it. Okay. Right? And I, so cross-country runners or um, football players at Brookwood, and then volleyball players or cross-country runners. Okay. So if you wanted to be the homecoming king or queen, you had to play a sport. And then prom, like anybody could get it, but it was all it was only juniors. Yeah. Okay. That I think that was the same for, for us, yeah. too. See, I, like I don't. Royal, I don't think you had to be an athlete, though, because I think, yeah, our at Royal prom, only only football players could get it at Royal, and only football players got to vote for the homecoming king. It was. I bet weird. you. I bet you that's changed since. I bet you it has changed too. I'm, yeah, I'm like ninety nine percent sure. I've talked to my sister; like she would know better. I was only a freshman, but like, pretty sure only football players voted. Like we voted. I want to say we voted on our way into the locker room one day. God, I hope you're up for being mayor. I can't get it out of my head. It would be so cool to see. I don't. I don't think we have the pull to make me the pay, the mayor of Wilton. I think though it would be an interesting, fun thing to do, and I think we could get you the pull of it. Because like, how many votes do you need in Wilton? Like three, <laughs> six. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> we get about six people to listen um these days yeah but none of them are from well so i don't know jeremy i think must live in toma omar i think can vote and there we go he might not be able to he's got different garbage bags so he might not live in the village i'm not sure well let's get you let's get you that mayorship anyways we we will roll on if you want to give me jalapenos, feel free, but we're going to go to Barking About the Bucks, brought to you by the Wisconsin DNR. Don't forget to tag and report all your deers you catch this year. I love that you said catch the deers. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Catch them. 
It's perfect. <laughs> perfect. All the deers you catch. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so last night I'm watching the Bucks game, and I think that they are, they lost, right? Uh, they hit a – the Thunder hit a shot with like 0.6 seconds left, something crazy like that. And so I'm like, oh, the game's over. I think Yahoo even reported as the end of the overtime. And so I'm like, whatever. I'm writing down my notes for this thing. And then all of a sudden I see that it's in double overtime. And then the Bucks end up winning. So I had to go back and try to figure out how they made it even in the double overtime. But uh, they threw an oop to Brooke right at the end. He gets fouled and makes one of the two, gets us to overtime, and the Bucks win by four, I think, 136 to 132. Pretty good game. Four starters are out. Um, Giannis, Holiday. Yeah, Giannis and Holiday. I mean, that's all you got to say right but, there. If those but it was two four are starters. Out. It wasn't even – I think Brooke was the only starter that played. And then, uh, anyway, they figure out some stupid way to get a win against OKC. Uh, Javon Carter went for 36 and 12 assists with a pretty good game for him. He had like 47 minutes, though. Something like that. He had a shitload of minutes, which is fine. I mean, that guy sounds like he needs a little bit more playing time. Brooke went for 24 with 13 boards. And then our rookie, Marjan Bochamp. Got 19 in like 26 or 27 minutes. Hopefully he'll be get some real playing time and he'll develop into a nice little player in about a year and a half, two years. Yeah, so our starting lineup last night was Marjan Bochamp, Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, Brooke Lopez, and Bobby Portis. So you're right. That's only one one of the starting five out there. Lopez yeah, had 46 minutes. Carter had 45 minutes. Bochamp did that all in 30 minutes as well. So um, Grant Hill ended up having 35 minutes off the bench. So he had more minutes than Bochamp off the bench. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty impressed with the the points Bochamp got in the minutes that he got. Right. Yeah. So I, I could, we could deal with 19 points in a 40-minute game out of him. And I'd be yeah. pretty happy with the, that situation, I think. So. Yeah, I'm still waiting to lock into the Bucks season. This is definitely a game that I wanted to go back and watch before uh, uh, we did this episode, but I failed to because I'm I'm a shithead. But but yeah, that's that's very impressive. I mean, even if you are playing OKC, uh, but here's my trivia question to you, Mike: Can you name one player on? Oklahoma City. Oh, so it's Alexander. Or no, his last name is maybe Alexandrius something. I no, I can't. No, I think you had it right. I think it was his first name. It's like Alexijay Pokesavisky. I think he's got a hyphenated last name though. Okay, so maybe that was a different guy. But I'm looking at it right now. That's the guy who hit the last shot. They were pretty pumped about him. Yeah. So 
the guy to watch out for on the OKC, it looks like this guy had, oh, yep, you're right. It was Shea uh, Gillius Alexandria or something right. like that. He's yeah, got, he's got one out of three right. So, yeah, you, you got one of the names right. So, so good work. But, yeah, that's all I could say. Honestly, the only name I really recognize on it is – uh oh i thought it was andrew wiggins but it's aaron wiggins so nope i didn't even <laughs> didn't even get that one right but but yeah are bucks they, are they twins i doubt it i don't know okay. at all okay but but yeah bucks keep it rolling they're 10 and 1 and we'll lock in the box more once once the football season's over, which I hate to be a downer, but it almost seems like it's about time to start locking into the Bucks. But we'll, yeah, we'll so see the Bucks this week. Are, the Bucks are definitely the team that we need to be like rooting for for our championship. Oh yeah. At this point, yeah. the Packers and Aaron Rodgers in in specific are playing like dog shit. And if Aaron Rodgers plays like dog shit, the Packers probably aren't going to be great. Yeah, I, I was going to have a spicy meatball about a guy uh, that talks shit about Aaron Rodgers all the time, but maybe I'll I'll save it. I'll see if he I'll see if he keeps it up. But he he's definitely better than us at what he does. But holy shit, man, this Peter Borowski or something. Uh, I don't want to give that guy. I don't want to give that guy too much time because yeah, he lost his, well, he lost his mind about um, John Kuhn calling him a drama queen. Yeah. And like he's saying like, it's a, like an anti-gay slur or something like that. But I think it's a pretty common term for people who are stirring up drama in our culture. Right. Oh. Like, I don't think that this is like something like, that Kuhn was trying to be homophobic or like anything like that. I, I could be a hundred percent wrong, but I think drama queen is just a pretty standard term. No, I didn't even know the guy was gay until you said that. Right. Now I, he's gay. I have no idea. So that that's what I'm saying. It's like, he kind of is yeah. a drama queen because he, he's stirring up drama every time. Like anything he posts is like, like Aaron Rodgers is a bad teammate. I got sources in the locker room that say he's a bad teammate, but I'm not going to name my sources, which obviously yeah. you're not going to name me, your yeah. sources in, in that in that situation. But I, I think if you can't name your source in that, like maybe maybe you could touch it like once, you know, like, hey, the locker room's starting to like grumble about Aaron Rodgers. But man, everything he puts out is like something. But to pretend sniping him. Yeah, but to pretend that Kuhn isn't like plugged into what the locker room is doing is a hundred percent goofy. But I do think there would be like if you needed an outlet, like you're Kuhn's not gonna be your outlet. Kuhn's not gonna be Yeah, because he's probably friendly at the very least, not maybe not friends, but friendly with Aaron Rodgers because they played together. Oh no, I, I guarantee they're friends, like at the very least. If not, yeah. like I, I feel like Coons one of Rogers' boys. Like 
You know how yeah, Favre, Favre kind of had his like pack of guys. Like we should start looking into them a little bit too. Just maybe. I mean, I'm just. <sighs> But no, 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 I'm trying to think though. It's like, cause it's not always like the most obvious because obviously you look at stuff and you're like, oh, the best players are probably like the best friends. But it seemed like far rolled with like Chimura. So yeah, that, yep. that could have been like our first red flag. But, <laughs> uh, but Wesley Walls was like, they, yep. there's a story about them like going out to cataract and hunting and stuff. Well, I want to say that Peterson was on that little trip too. I mean, could be. And, and like, I mean, if you're in the quarterback room, that, that yeah, could be you're probably, but, but I don't even think Waller and Peterson played on the same teams because Waller okay. would have been after Peterson. Yeah. Uh, but like, even like Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Walls, like, not Waller. Walls. Yeah, I got you. I knew what you were talking about. So did our listeners. We're we got intelligent listeners, not stupid ones. So we're yeah. good to go. Um, but um, like Rodgers and Hawk are really good friends too, which you wouldn't expect necessarily for the middle linebacker and the quarterback to like cross paths a ton of times. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, it's it's like any team. Like, I mean, you know, your high school football team is not like you were yep. friends with the players in the same echelon as you. It's like some of my friends yeah. were actually good at sports, where right. I was dog shit the whole time. Right. Yeah, for sure. And so, like, basically, you just like the personalities you mesh with, you mesh with, and the personalities you don't, you don't. Yeah, right? we just. So, it, we just explained friendship to our listeners. So if you, if you guys, <laughs> what friendship is. if you like people, you like them. Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't have to be good at the same things. as you. Uh, fair enough. All right. Let's get into this Badger game. All right. Read it. Kick it to me. Kick it to me. Like you're reading the sponsors and stuff. All right. So brought to you by the 608 Brewing Company. We are now boning up on the Badgers. With the P-Dog. So this this weekend, the Heartland Trophy is on the line uh, as, wow, I read these so awful. So Badgers head to Iowa uh, to 5-4, and four, Iowa 3-3 three and three in conference and take on the Hawkeyes. Uh, two teams with pretty similar stories on the year. Uh, with struggles early and both on a two-game winning streak, looking to extend that winning streak to three games. Um, looking at the Iowa and Wisconsin schedule, I like to look at the similar opponents uh, that they have here. And I think what we have is two teams that have pretty much matched up at, I mean, it's Iowa and Wisconsin. It's about as close to like, mirrored schools as you can get i think if you look at the the all-time record it's like wisconsin 49 iowa 44 and then like one tie i seen that when i was like doing the research but those numbers might be a little bit off but it pretty similar teams coming coming to play against each other but if we go into similar opponents uh they lost to illinois as well they didn't get smacked like we did against Illinois. They lost nine to six, but then Ohio state thumped them 
just like they thumped the Badgers. Uh, both teams crushed Northwestern, and both teams beat Purdue pretty good. So what we got here by the numbers, we'll roll into it. I just found a site that was so much better. They, they did what the work for me that I would do every week. So in, so Iowa, so points per game, they're, they're scoring 18.5 points per game, which is 111th in the country. And they are giving up 15.8 points per game, which is sixth in the country. Um, So really good defense, really bad offense. Whereas the Badgers are scoring 30 points a game and they're 50th in the country. And they're giving up 23 points per game, which is 35th in the country. So it is kind of an interesting matchup here because Iowa, if you just go by the numbers, definitely has the advantage on defense where Wisconsin definitely has the advantage on offense. Uh, If you go through some of the key players for Iowa, uh, Spencer Petrus is their quarterback. Uh, he has 1,400 yards with five touchdowns, five interceptions, and a 30.3 QBR. Dude's just poop. So there's not too many games that we get to go into. I guess since we play in the Big Ten West, there is about half the games we go into that we have the advantage uh, in the quarterback department. So I would say in this one, uh, we got them on the quarterback play. Uh, For their running backs, they have Johnson, uh, who has 553 yards, 5.8 yards per carry and four touchdowns, which he's a freshman. So he's going to be a problem in the future, uh, getting his feet wet. But obviously we have Braylon Allen, who has pretty much doubled the carries he has uh, 989 yards, same average. So 5.8 yards per carry and then 10 touchdowns. And then we have Isaac Grando as well, who is probably as good as their starting back, if not better. Uh, He's averaging 6.7 yards a carry and he has five touchdowns. So even if you drop down on the roster uh, when we're, going offensively it seems like pretty much everybody the badgers have in their second slot is better than iowa in their first slot and like i said this is offensively so if you go into iowa's receiving weapons they have uh laporta at tight end who has 44 receptions for 458 yards and a touchdown where we have probably be a pro bowler yeah, I mean, coming up. I mean, Iowa puts out more tight ends than anybody. Yeah, I, I Wisconsin was there with them for a while with uh, Owen Daniels. Um, give me some yeah. more, Mike. That wasn't. Oh, geez. So we had a bunch. Kendricks. Um, nobody yeah. was like an elite level tight end, though. Right. Yeah. Where... Owen Daniels was a stud, but not yeah. like crazy. Lance, Ken- Lance Kendricks. So there was another one that played for the tight or for the Texans that was on the Owen Daniels team for the Texans. And they were both pretty good for Wisconsin. Wisconsin had a few, right? For sure. I yeah, think we even have, like Ferguson is okay. And 
and Barry Alverson, Barry Alverson's grandson playing yeah, for Yeah, that's the- uh, Ferguson. He's playing oh, for the Cowboys okay. right now. He's doing yeah. well. Well-ish, anyway. Um, but Iowa puts out so many good ones. Kittle, um, Hawkinson, Fant, Dallas Clark. There's just a shitload of them. Yeah, they, they got us trumped. I honestly didn't even realize all those guys were from Iowa until you just said that. Ninety percent sure. I'm yeah, drunk, so yeah. It's okay. But yeah, but going back to like receiving weapons, so we have Shimmeray DK, who I mean is the best receiving option on on the field uh, going into Saturday. Skylar Bell is probably. The third, so we'll give uh, Laporta some credit there and say he's going to be a pro pro tight end one day. But uh, weapons-wise, Wisconsin definitely has more weapons on the offensive side of the ball. But defensively, Iowa is stout. Um, they got a bunch of good white linebackers is, is how, how Iowa tends to roll. So they got Jack Campbell. And uh, Stenson Benson, I just made up his first name, but I think it's right. Stenson Benson. Are you sure uh, it's not Joe? No, it starts with an S. I, I got that. And if, if we go into uh, their defensive stats here, uh, yards per game, they give up 282.5 yards per game, which is – Seventh in the country to Wisconsin's 336, which is 25th in the country. And everyone knows we have a pretty good defense. Uh, we're pr- we can get gouged against the pass. So it's interesting how this game lines up in my eyes, like looking at the numbers, seeing what Wisconsin's been since Jim Leonard has taken over. But I don't know. To me, I've said it in the past, like when we were going into Illinois, when we were playing against Washington State, like these teams look like a tough matchup for the Badgers. This game doesn't look as tough as a matchup because I'll just get into my keys to victory right here. And so Pat's path to victory. So like I said, Iowa doesn't have too many weapons, but they're really good on defense. So Wisconsin needs to keep mixing it up like we have been. Uh, Iowa's run defense is really good. Uh, if we get into their passing defense, um, it's just not as good. So, sorry. So their yards. Their passing offense isn't as good either. Yeah, no, that that is true. So this new site that I found is kind of confusing me right now because it says passing per passing statistics, but it has pass play percentage. This has opponents 50.77 where they're 89th in the country. So I am wrong though. Their, their pass defense is actually pretty good too because opponents pass yards uh, per play must be 5.3 yards probably should have learned how to read this a little bit better. Um, but yeah, they, they only give up 182 pass yards per game. So whatever. They, they, I was wrong about that, but they have a hell of a defense running, rushing. Yeah, and- so I think the real question is going to be who actually scores in this game. Like, yeah. So Iowa's defense is good. Wisconsin's defense is good. 
I think that um, Braylon Allen and Garnado, Garnado, Garendo are both uh, good running backs, and we should be able to score some points. But if we run into a front like we ran into with Illinois, which I think was a like comedy, uh, like a kind of a comedy of errors, right? Like just everything that kind of could go wrong did go wrong. Uh, Merch throws a pick early. There's a weird like. I want to say like a punt situation that goes bad. I tried to forget that day, even though it was basically me hanging out with the wife, but like, I try not to remember that game. I just remember the positive things about hanging out, hanging out with the lady. But um, that game, everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And so Wisconsin's going to have to avoid that if they want to like win the game, they can't give up short fields and let them into scoring position right off the bat. And they're going to need to be be able to sustain drives, which they could not do against uh, Illinois. Yeah, and then just looking into the X factors in this game. So Wisconsin's turnover margins plus 0.5 per game, uh, where Iowa's turnovers is plus 0.8 per game. So, I mean, they protect the ball a little bit better than we do. Um, takeaways i mean wisconsin's up there in takeaways i think they're they have 16 interceptions we're the only or 15 they have 15 or 16 we're the only team better than them is iowa or not iowa illinois who has one more interception than them so yeah it's it's just going to be whether we can bust loose so my keys to victory is just you got to be creative in calling plays in this game, it's going to be a low scoring game. Um, I didn't look at what the over under was, but I'll pull it up here quick. But if Wisconsin can score 17 points somehow, I think that this game is in the bag. So right now the over under is at 35 and Wisconsin is holy cow. Yeah. Is, is a one and a half point favorite in this game. So I think you get a game that's like 17 to 13. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's, at, that's at 30, right? So 20 to 13 would be a little bit closer to the over-under. Um, what do you got for an actual score, Pat? I, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say I'm gonna say it's going to be 17 to 13. I think we're going to rip off two big plays. One of them is going to be a big rushing touchdown. I'm going to say it's a Skylar Bell end around that just goes deep in this one. Uh, and then Braylon Allen or Grando is going to have a big run, maybe gets tripped up, and then we finish it off with some clever play calling in the red zone. Yeah, so I think we're going to get in the end zone three times, 21 to three Badgers. Roll the under. Roll the Badgers with a big victory. I like it. All right. From there, we're going to go into running with the pack with the M-Dog brought to you by the Onion because this season has been a season of satire. Um, Mike, so you better have some like clever Onion things to go around. Oh, I, I don't have any clever Onion things. I'm just saying that like the Onion's a satire magazine. And they're sponsoring this segment because the Packers are in a season that 
just doesn't exist for them. Like this shit doesn't happen for them generally. I don't have like a bunch of like dad jokes or nothing to roll into this thing. I should be better at dad jokes. I'm just not. That's just the way it is. Dude, if you um, just look at the injury report, that yeah, the injury is like a joke. joke. Yeah, right. It's fucking so. terrible. Um, but anyway, I think that I'm just gonna get into what our keys to victory are, like things that we can do in order to to win this game as the Packers. So we need to run the ball. We need to run the ball really effectively. So right now, Aaron Jones is questionable, I think, or maybe probable. I don't know if probable is still an injury designation, but there was nothing like structurally wrong, but he did sit out the end of the last game. So let's say that just on the like weird chance that he does not play, Kylan Hill and A.J. Dillon need to have a huge game. Huge game. They need to be able to run the ball. They need to be able to stop the run. Uh, Tony Pollard is an elite-level running back, and Zeke, when he gets right and is not injured, is in the same boat as that. Hopefully Zeke's back and they try to use him about half the time uh, with him being slightly injured because when Zeke's trying to run when he's injured, just not nearly the running back that Tony Pollard can be. So we need to stop the run. And the thing that we didn't do last week, we need to do way more effectively is actually finish drives. Um, I think that our offense is okay, right? We're not an elite level office by offense by any means, but we can't figure out how to put the ball in the end zone. And maybe that means on the one yard line, you call a, QB sneak with Rodgers. Maybe that means you put Zach Tom at the fullback position and you just blow somebody up and let Aaron Jones jump over the top. I don't care what it is. You have to figure out how to get into the end zone, which it feels like the only time we get into the end zone is when we throw it from about 15 yards out right now. And we yeah. can't figure out how to get in from the one, the two, the three, the four. Or um, maybe – Maybe you line up the offensive line so like one of your tackles is an eligible receiver, and then you and then throw, throw an throw interception. <laughs> throw yeah, an interception I like that too. idea. Yeah. Just and well, don't throw it to him. Throw it to the defensive lineman instead of to him. Yeah, right? throw it five to ten yards short and just see what happens. It might bounce off a helmet and get popped in the air, and one of our guys could get it. Easy peasy, right? Um, I think that's the play, that that's the way to go. Figure out how to get in the end. That's going to be a big key. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's putting Aaron Rodgers in the slot or Aaron Jones in the slot instead of, I don't know if that's running Aaron Jones as a wildcat. Like, figure something out. I don't know if that's running the option. Do something. Mike just doesn't know. He doesn't know if it's uh I don't know how it, you put it's a fumble in. ruski. He doesn't know if it's a double reverse. Ooh, he doesn't know ooh. if it's a. I like that. I maybe <laughs> like the flea flicker on the one yard line. It'd be an interesting little move. There we go. Just right. do a hook and ladder in the end zone. Yeah, yeah. So I it doesn't even matter about the pitch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it wouldn't work. Um, finish your drives. Figure out how to go from the five to the end zone because. I don't, I don't remember for sure, like for the whole year, but it feels like when we get close to the end zone, everything gets way, way, way more difficult, which doesn't feel like it was in the past. 
And it wasn't like Rodgers wasn't running the ball good last game. That was like one thing I think I failed to touch on, but like he, he had some big runs in that game. So even if you just like RPO it with him or like something, you need to get creative though. But I don't know what it is, Mike. I don't know if it's a RPO. I don't know. I don't know. know. (laughs) What's wrong? What's wrong? Yeah. I did say, I don't know a lot there. And we should probably just get put a ticker on the number of, I don't knows that we had in that little segment, but I, I don't know. If I, don't we know. Should, I don't know if we should even do that. I don't know either. All right. So um, turning the ball over. So last game, we turned the ball over quite a bit and mostly due to Aaron Rodgers. I think that that the Aaron Rodgers side of things will solve itself. He's not a guy who allows things like this to happen. And, but the Dallas Cowboys do take the ball away quite a bit. Right. So if you're going to make throws that aren't on point, the Dallas Cowboys are going to take advantage of that. They're going to punch the ball out. They have a defense that are extremely good ball hawks. And we need to protect the ball at a super high level. Um, And if we don't, we're not going to win the game because if you give the Dallas Cowboys a short field, they've figured out how to get the ball in the end zone. Uh, We need to stop under throwing guys. and that might be just Aaron Rodgers deciding not to take the long ball nearly as much, right? To probably dial his number of throws back to number probably 20, 15 to 20 instead of 20 to 30. And to give the ball to the running backs a little bit more. If we can just save his arm for those 15 to 20 throws instead of 30 throws, I think he can more effectively make all those throws. With his thumb being bad, I think he gets a little bit overconfident, and we don't need that. Just play the rookie quarterback in a new system where we just check down, we make the safe throws, we don't have to do anything splashy, let our uh, running game kind of win us the game. Um, And stay on the field offensively, and running the ball is going to help with that. If we can do that, we keep their defense kind of on its heels. Their offense with CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott and then uh, Tony Pollard, pretty good. Even when Zeke's in, if he's healthy, we have to be worried about the explosiveness explosiveness of their offense. And so stay on the field offensively. That's a key to us winning most games, right? So we need to be able to run the ball, control the clock, keep the ball out of the offensive hands. Not that our defense is bad, but our defense isn't creating enough turnovers to stay on the field long for long amounts of time and then not be tired at the end of the game. Um, and then we'll get off the field on third down. So like playing into the defensive thing, when we get a third down and we get a third down in six, seven plus, we need to be able to get off the field, get a stop and move on. We've struggled with that quite a bit, especially since probably starting with the Giants game. We just couldn't get off the field. And the defense needs to get turnovers and get stops on third down. Um, Our run defense will help with that a lot. Um, Make sure that we are making good stops on first and second down with the run game. Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott are both plus players. You need to make sure that you're playing good run defense and you're um, controlling the edge, right? So with Rashawn Gary gone, it's going to be um, probably Enigbari 
who's going to be playing in his place. And that's going to be something of a learning curve for him is to control the edge. Uh, the other thing is be aggressive defensively. Go for the pick. Like try to get a turnover. Punch the ball out. Do what the Cowboys do. Hopefully they're watching film on what the Cowboys do this week. And they're like, hey, we can do all the same shit that they do. Now, uh, they have, I forget what his first name is, but it's Diggs. That is ridiculously good hands and catches everything that's in, you know, in his catch radius. If it gets put there, he catches the ball, which allows him to get a lot of interceptions. Uh, guys like Alexander and um, Savage, oh. Savage, Amos, Douglas, um, Jonathan Abrams, like they all need to start doing that. Catch the ball when it's in your area. That's what we need to be doing. You don't need to get a touchdown on your interception. All you need to do is get us the ball, get us more possessions, and put like give us more opportunities at the end zone. And then uh, I guess my last but not least thing is like let's make Mike McCarthy cry. Let's have him crying because he's coming back and he's getting a little sentimental about being back in Lambeau. And then let's have him cry because he loses the game. Right? Just make sure you dominate him just enough and then tell him, it was the right move to have you fired a few years ago. We love you as a coach. We're very, very happy that you brought us a Super Bowl, but kick fucking rocks, man. Yeah. Suck, suck a big fat nose, you, you weasel. <clears throat> but no, yeah, you you nailed all of it. I gotta in Mike, I trust you just went down a whole list. I liked how you did that. But yeah, Trayvon Diggs. Opportunistic guy in that secondary. Micah Parsons is always making a play. So it, it's just like a tough game, like like every game is for the Packers this year, because we're outgunned in every game. This is a team like I would forfeit that they have. So I think it's going to be very rare where Packers don't have the be better quarterback in the matchup. And I don't think that's that's in question here. I, I think I would still rather have in this this specific game, I would still rather have Aaron Rodgers over Prescott, but their running backs like Pollard, man, that dude is a monster. And he's not even yep. their main show. I mean, I think it's kind of tilting the scales like with his explosiveness that he may be the better running back. But then C.D. Lamb uh, in the receiving game. Is it Nick Brown, Dalton Schultz? I mean, they have Jake Ferguson. Yeah. Don't forget about Jake Ferguson. Yeah, he's questionable this week, so we don't know if he's going to play. I was he's probably sitting out because he's Alvarez's grand. Yeah, yeah, he probably should. Uh, yeah, forfeit that one for that. Uh, but yeah, and. The Packers' backs are against the wall. Anybody would be crazy to – I don't know. These are two teams going in opposite directions. The Cowboys look like they're on the come up. The Packers look like they're on the come down. But that's how the NFL has been going this year. Um, and I don't know shit about the NFL, apparently. I had the Packers and the Colts in the Super Bowl before this season started. So – 
So who did? <laughs> who did? That shows you. Uh, well, well, I mean, I think that like even the like widely considered one of the best teams in the league, I think, has three losses. Yeah. Right. So the, do the Bills have three losses? They lost to Miami. They lost to the Jets. And they, they lost. More. No, they beat the Chiefs. So. Yeah. Okay. But like, they're widely considered the best team in the league, or one one of like three, and they got two losses, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like, in granted, by the end of the season, that's what's going to end up happening. Is everybody's going to have probably three losses. The Eagles might scrape away with only having two, but everybody's going to kind of get one or two losses when it comes to like later in the season. One of your key players gets dinged up. You're playing on a short week. Something happens, right? And you just don't get up for the game. It's the way it goes. I mean, the NFL teams going undefeated in the NFL is basically, it doesn't happen twice in the last, what, 100 years that teams actually like run the table. I should say 70 years. Since the 50s, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, no, and I, I think even if back, I think even if you look at it like back in the day, you, you'd be surprised because since the Super Bowl era, it's only the Dolphins, right? Yeah, I mean, so if you're gonna exclude the Patriots who went, yeah, years, I mean, right, but yeah, it's only the Dolphins in the Super Bowl era. So from '66 or '67 to today, which is 60 years. It's 50 years. Yeah. Um, then there's only one in 50 years. So it doesn't really happen. I doubt the Eagles are going to do it. I doubt the Eagles even make it through the regular season undefeated, let alone the playoffs, right? So even probably the best team I've ever seen on paper or like actually play on a field with Randy Moss and Tom Brady. Yeah. And pretty good defense. They got caught up when they ran into kind of a team that essentially just got hot. They weren't the, even the best team in their division. So Dallas was the one seed that year. Packers were the two, and I think they were the five or the six. And so they got hot and rolled the table. Yeah. The interesting thing about the Eagles, though, is like there's nobody better than them. On their schedule, like I agree with you, like they they the Green Bay Packers are still on their schedule. Ah, uh, yeah. So I guess there's one team better than them on their schedule, and then they do play at the Cowboys, which I see like being the biggest test. But yep. I, I I think you're right. I think they're gonna walk away with like two losses. They got to play the Giants twice in a one, two, three, four, five week span. So I guess that that spaces out a little bit, but. Sometimes when you get those teams playing pretty close to each other, they can figure each other out and figure something out. But well, so I mean, to yeah, to get back to the Packers, we didn't think that anybody was necessarily better than the Packers going into this season, right? So maybe the Bills, like you might consider the Bills to be a team that is better, but we can still get a win. There's no teams that going into this season, I thought guaranteed the Packers are going to lose. Like there was no one on the schedule that I was like, they can't beat them. It's impossible to beat them. I don't know even what you do. But what did uh, Joe DiMaggio say? Hindsight's 50-50. That's Yogi Berra. Yeah, Yogi. Yogi, um, 
So, yeah, he's got a he's got a bunch of shit. I don't think it's hindsight 50-50, but <laughs> yeah. he's got a lot of like quirky quotes like 90% of the game is half mental or something like that. Or half the game is 90% mental. Yeah. My favorite one I think that I know of is I don't even know if it's like a saying, but he was ordering a pizza one time apparently. And uh, they asked him if he wanted to cut in eight slices or four slices. And he was like, I think I can only eat four slices today. So cut it into four. Yeah. I wonder like how much of that is like just him fucking with people. Maybe he was just the first troll. No, I think it is. Like, he was, like, an inherently funny guy. Like, I think he played into it. I'm sure there was some aloofness to him, but I'm sure he played into it at some point as well. Yeah, to some extent. I I can't imagine that you don't. Because, to be fair, you can't be, like, a complete moron and be the catcher for probably one of the best franchises in the history of the game. Yeah, like you can't be a complete dope. You have to understand something. A dynasty. But yeah, yeah, there's some guys though that are like dogs, like get the ball. Like that's and he's like, Oh, I understand baseball hundred yeah. percent. Everything else in my life, I have no idea what's going on. All right. Yeah, Mike, I suppose that's probably fair. Give me a score and let's roll. All right. So I'm gonna go with uh the Packers score 24, get over our little threshold, and they hold the the Cowboys to 13. And I am going to go with 24 to 23. This is going to be a tight one. Um, just had a cat attack me. She told me, she told me what the score was. So that's where we're going to go. And you ready to roll into NFL Week 8 picks? Brought to you by the United States military on Veterans Day. Go out. If you're a veteran listening to this, go out and get your free Applebee's. Um, they take so good I care of Cousin you on Veterans Subs Day. Has a, has a free sub for guys. Um, so in our area, like High V is doing something like 12 free items with the per- like a $20 purchase something like that. I don't know exactly how that stuff works. Saw it on the news today. There was one more and I can't remember what it is, but yeah, no, some, someone gave me a whole list of things that I could do um, at the school. And I was like, Oh, I got my, my eating covered for tomorrow. So yeah. So I got a question for you. Are you going to go to like every place? So like a cousin subs, I don't know if you guys got those down in Florida or not, but um is that a nationwide thing? Oh yeah, yeah. They uh, are you? Would you go to like cousins and then go to like right over to Subway and have like your whole week's worth of shit? Oh no, I, I'm not. That put that cheap. in the fridge. Honestly, so so like, Pat, you're serving our country, you're saving our lives on a whatever basis, right? So however often you go overseas or like have to stand up to the hurricanes, like just go get all your shit. Yeah, no, I I don't, like, oppose doing that too much. But honestly, I think it was two years ago, my wife and I wanted to go to, I can't even remember, maybe it was, like, Applebee's or something. And it was so busy that we just ended up going to, like, 
someplace else and paying for food. So I'm yeah, just not well, aligned. Let's, let's say thank not, you to all those guys that were at fucking Applebee's because yeah, that's good. true. I was like, uh, I was just you're pissed. mad at those dudes because <laughs> they went and you were just too fucking late. I was like, you. But they were doing the same thing you did. You mother suckers. Why do you guys go to Applebee's at who eats dinner at six o'clock, you assholes? Who doesn't eat dinner at six o'clock? What no, time I'm do you just, eat dinner? Six o'clock. So I, I was just I salty. I was just salty with them. But anyways, let's get into these picks, Mike. So yeah, yeah. You look like you are right right off the bat. So Thursday night thunder, Mike took There's Carolina. There's a lot of game left. There's a ton of game left. I forget we 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 started a little bit early, so normally normally this one's in hand when we get to this point. So Panthers thirteen to three, thirteen to three, seven minutes left in the third quarter. So I took the Falcons there. Um, I forgot that was even Thursday night Thunder, and I I had a chance to uh, back out Mm -hmm. on my pick, and I didn't, and I still picked the Falcons. Uh, next game we have is Cowboys minus five at the Packers, and we both took the Packers. But, Mike, do you want to tell them the better news? Better news is that we both took them as double dogs. Double dogs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go to Coney Island. That The double dog is brought to you by Coney Island. Get out to Coney Island, eat those double dogs, and watch the Packers. I don't kick. know where there's a Coney Island anymore. Maybe there's like one location left, but get out there, eat your double dog, enjoy life. It's going to be a good one. Packers beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys fucking stink. Heck yeah. All right. Next game we have is Seahawks at the Buccaneers, and the Buccaneers are three point favorites in that one. Where are you going, Mike? Uh, so I'm going to take the Bucks because it's a noon game on the East Coast, and I think the Bucks figured something out last week. I agree with you 100%. And I kind of did put your little uh, time zone math that I don't subscribe to into the pick. And, yeah, I'm going with the Buccaneers as well. Next game we have is the Vikings at the Bills, minus three and a half, and get ready to puke. Guys, I'm going with the Vikings. If Josh Allen doesn't play in this one, I think I think the Vikings are going to be riding high. I sure hope not, but they're riding high right now. They look like they're having fun. Uh, they're a good team. I don't know if they're a great team yet, but this looks like a, a season where the Vikings make it to the NFC Championship and get beat by 42 points. But so, like, let's be fair. If we, if I really want, to, like, for the Vikings to get disappointed the most, it'd be that they run like a, you know, sixteen and one, go into the playoffs and get shit on. Like, oh yeah, I would, I would really kind of love that to be the case, rather than the, them to be kind of mediocre going into the playoffs and then get shit on. Because they would think, well, we were, we knew we weren't going to win the Super Bowl anyway, whatever. But if they're uh, 16-1, roll into the playoffs and get shit on, that would be great. Uh, that being said, I'm still taking the Bills, even if they don't have Josh Allen, which I believe is that was, I believe is accurate. I think he's actually been ruled out for Sunday's game. I'm not 100% on that. But um, 
I'm still going to take the Bills because I think their defense is good, and I think the Vikings have been eking out wins instead of dominating the wins. And I think the Bills are going to be pretty mad after that Jets loss. Yeah. And, no, I I like that breakdown. But if the Vikings can even keep it within three, I mean, they're three-and-a-half-point dogs. Yeah, that's fair, right? Yep, great call. So next game we have is the Lions at the Bears, and the Bears are minus three. What you got, Mike? Uh, I'm going with the Lions because I think the Bears are worthless. I don't think that Justin Fields can do that two weeks in a row. I think he might be a little bit of an electric player where you, if you let him do what he does, he's going to figure things out. However, I don't think the Lions are going to let him do what he does. The Lions give up a lot of pass yards generally, not a lot of run yards. So they're going to figure that out. And Justin Fields has not been good at passing, which wasn't the case when he was in college. Yeah, no, and I am just going to take the Lions because I just don't want to tell it to my heart, my icky bricky heart, that the that the Packers are as bad as they were last year. So uh, I might go up and kill this man. Yep, I, I might. So I'm just going to go with the Lions. Uh, Mike was thinking about stamping this one, the double dog, but he knew he had to go with the Packers. And yep. yeah, I, I think the Lions win this one out right. Uh, next game we have is the Broncos at the Titans. The the Titans are minus two and a half, and this one feels kind of trappy to me, but I'm going to quit trusting in the Broncos. I think they punted on the season. I think there's something wrong with Russell Wilson's head. Uh, I, th- I think he just, I mean, Pete Carroll's taking shots at him, uh, and I just don't think he can handle shit like that well like he's such like a positive guy but i think there's something to being that positive i think i even have this problem is i try to portray myself as so positive but that i actually have like something that like eats at me and i think russell wilson's like me times 10 like where this is negative well i'm just gonna go over the top beat positive about it and try to figure it out but i think it's he's getting into territory where he's like i might not actually be who who i was yeah i like that point um and so for me i'm a guy that wants everybody to see me as in like this positive light and so i try to be like relatively positive like i try not to like shit on a ton of people all the time um i don't know that i'm always good at that though Right. And so if people see me negatively, that affects me. And like I've learned from like being in a prison system where like they were attempting to manipulate me through that, that like I can't let that shit affect me. But like it fucking does. <laughs> Especially if like, like the people that haven't like murdered people or raped people think poorly of me. And then I feel pretty badly about myself. And so I think that's the kind of boat that Russell's in. But I'm taking the Titans. Sorry, that was a weird like fucking sidebar. <laughs> yeah, we we just we just did some therapy on the side. So I like yeah, it. Yeah, we need uh, it. all right. Next game we have is the Jaguars at the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are minus nine and a half at Arrowhead. And I think I would have took the Chiefs even if they were minus 14. But what do you got, Mike? Yeah, so I'm in the same boat. The Chiefs feel like a team that's going to roll roll the Jaguars. 
Um, I guess maybe the Jaguars offense holds tight and like just stays with them backdoor cover, but I, I'm on the chiefs, right? Yeah. The only one I think I could see like swaying me is I just think the general public is all on the chiefs in this game. Cause I, I just think in Arrowhead, like maybe if they were minus nine and a half at, at Jacksonville, yeah, but I, I guess as big of a line as it is, I still think it's kind of trappy. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take the cheese and I'm gonna try to get out of there without getting getting snapped on. Kind of try to be the second mouse. Yeah. All right. Next game: Browns at the Dolphins. Dolphins are minus three and a half at home. What you got, Mike? So I'm gonna take the Dolphins here. Uh, Dolphins in Miami, I think, is a different thing, right? So it's it's hot. It's hard to play in Miami. Um, I think the Dolphins are a good team on top of that, and I think the the Browns without Watson are still only going to be like a middling team, right? So when Watson comes back uh, playing quarterback, maybe they excel to a to a good team, but until then, I think they're just kind of ho-hum. Yeah, I got the Dolphins as well. Um, I'm starting to think I'm getting – going to get every game this week wrong because <laughs> some, some of this stuff just seems to jump out to me as pretty obvious. And this seems to be one of the games where I would be like, yeah, definitely go Dolphins minus three and a half. Um, as far as I know in that game, I don't know of any like big weapons out. Uh, they add Jeff Wilson Jr. Raheem Mosert is still running the ball. Waddle, Hill. Looks like the best receiver in the league. Tua looks good. Yeah. I I just – I don't get why that line's only three and a half. All right, Pat, I'm going to give you an opportunity here. You can flip everything from the Buccaneers down. Just flip it right on its head. Switch every game. Buccaneers, you go with the Hawks. The Vikings, you go with the Bills. The Lions, you go with the Bears. Just – just a straight 50-50 flip. You're thinking you're going to get every game wrong. Just flip them. I'm not going to do it, but okay. I should. I should. Yeah, because I should do it just to fade you to give myself yeah, yep. a chance at making you run for mayor. <clears throat> All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll I'll take the opposite of everything okay. I've been picking. So, All right, so from here on out, we're on the Dolphins right now. You're just going to switch your picks. I'll switch all of them later in your, in the dock. But um, you're just going to – you'll save the opposite pick of what you got. All right? Yes. Yep. That's what All we're right. going to do. So, so he's just – he's going to essentially fade himself. <laughs> he went through picked every game. He's gonna fade himself. I love it. Sorry, I'm sorry that I kind of like jumped. No, out. I like it. You you I, bullied me into it, but I'm gonna do it. All right, fair enough. All right, next up we got the Texans at the Giants. The Giants are minus five. All right, I'll lead this one off, and I'm gonna go with the Texans, and I'm gonna say because I picked the Giants, I'm gonna go with the Texans <laughs> actually. Yeah, so I I do think the Giants are a plus team. They're at home. I'm hoping that they can – that's a kind of a big number, right? So it could easily be a three-point game here, but I think the Giants can square it away. 
So All next right. up, we got the Steelers or the Saints minus one and a half at the Steelers. Um, and you go. I got the Steelers in this game mostly because I just can't get off the fact that I don't think the Saints are that good. And I feel like there's no way the Steelers can continue to be bad. Yeah. And I feel like this line feels trappy, but I had the Steelers. I'm going to go with the Saints, though. I'm, I'm taking the Saints. All right. Next up, we got the Colts at the Raiders minus six. And I thought this game was like a one and a half. Now that could have changed now that Saturday got announced. Nope. He'd been announced for two days when I wrote this down. So I just must have misremembered this line here. But I'm going to be taking the Colts because nah. I don't think the Raiders are good and I don't think the Colts are good. I think they're just going to like shit the bed right into a fucking like 17 to 14 game. And I am going to go with the Raiders here because I picked the Colts. So that's going to be that's going to be my whole reasoning. But yeah. I also do think like when I picked this game, I was like I was more hung up on the Raiders having Waller and Renfro down than the yep. Colts hiring Jeff Saturday. Um, but I'm going to go with the Raiders just because, like I said, I picked the Colts. But then also I think if I want to make logic sense out of it is I think the Jeff Saturday thing is just too odd to work right away, even though yeah, that's I kind of think – those situations sometimes just work themselves out. Like well, people players, will be like, now I right. have to step up because yeah. you know. our coach is an idiot because he hasn't next, been here for 10 weeks. Next game, Mike, what do you got? Next up, we got the Cardinals at the Rams. Rams are minus one and a half. Uh, who you got, Pat? I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I'm going to hold strong on this one. Uh, I'm not going to flip that pick. And I just think the Rams are dog shit. And I think the Cardinals are all right. All right. So last week you said you were out on the Cardinals after they got beat by the Seahawks. So I'm going to go with the Rams here. I'm going to hold the Rams feeling like they might do something. But if Stafford doesn't play, that's going to be a big hit, right? If he doesn't clear concussion protocol, I don't really see how the Rams win. And there's some obvious stripe in that locker room as well. And so um, we'll see. But but you are wrong, Mike. I am out on the Cardinals. I know I said I think they're pretty good, but that just shows you how out on the Rams I am. I think the Rams yeah. are bottom, bottom of the barrel team in the Whoa. NFL. <clears throat> All right. So next up, we got the Chargers at the 49ers. The 49ers are minus seven in this game. I'm going to take the Niners because. I'll say it again. I hate the Chargers, and I hate – I think it's Brandon Staley now that I'm – my brain isn't working. Joe. Joe, Joe. Joe Staley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Staley. I hate Joe Staley because, well, our dudes are just better than the other dudes. All right. I am going to take the Chargers because I think I've turned this into more just fading you than I did turn it into fading me. So I'm just going to hope Mike has – the worst week of all time. Um, yeah, yeah, right. Um, even if I have a week that I had last week, you're going to end up being pretty good. Yeah, be what yeah. eight and five, and that's a pretty big week yeah. for us anyway. 
Um, so commander next up, we got the commanders at the Eagles. The Eagles are minus 11 in this game. And I think the commanders have been playing good football and they cover this game pretty easy. And I'm um, going to stay within 10 here. Fade the shit out of Mike. Uh, it's in Philly. It's going to be reckless. Jalen hurts is on pace to be the MVP here. That team's nasty. They're going to stay nasty. And their winning streak is not done yet. But that will wrap up the show. We'll do a quick bing-bong count here. I guess we'll do a quick bing-bong count, and that will wrap up the show. Uh, So Mike's at negative 1380, and I'm at negative 2740. So Mike has me crushed. I need to make a big comeback to make Mike run for the mayor of Wilton here. Uh, that that is the new bet. Um, but as always, thank you guys for listening. We love you. Thank you for the support. Uh, numbers are dropping like flies right now. So if you are still listening, we definitely appreciate. Yeah, we you. really appreciate. Ex- it, especially you, Craig. You are number one fan. I will have to say, but. <clears throat> We, we're going to wiggle some things out. We've been doing some talking behind the scenes. So it's going to get better. It might, it might be we're a work in progress still to this point, but we're, we're still striving. We're still going to keep kicking them out. So thank you for listening. Yep. And so you guys know what I think about it. So the numbers are dropping. So make sure you're downloading on every device that you have. If you do listen, just do that. And then we'll feel like the numbers are up. We don't care if the numbers are actually up. We like that you you guys listen. We just, we'd like to see a, a larger number there. Get your people to listen to this damn thing. Let's go. All right. And for all you guys doubting the Brewers, the Badgers, the Bucks, or the Packers. Yes, if you're doubting the Packers, you can eat our shorts. Roll. Hello. Them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. Beat em. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't need my shows. Eat my shows. Eat my shows. Eat my shows.